The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perrow columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're doing something a bit different by having a look at a new central Queensland focused copper gold IPO called Q Mines. It's seeking to raise a minimum of $10 million. And here to fill us in on the story, we have Andrew Spark, Executive Chairman. Q Mines flagship project is the Mount Chalmers Copper Gold Project, some 17 kilometres northeast of Rockhampton. It's a historic producer with a copper and gold history dating back to the 1860s, although it last produced in 1982. Q Mines is bringing the mine, along with three other key projects, back to the market, sporting a jaw compliant resource of 3.9 million tonnes at 1.15% copper, 0.81 grams a tonne gold and 8.4 grams a tonne silver. Give the precious metals a copper equivalent and that makes for a very handy resource of 73,000 tonnes of copper at a grade of 1.87%. Now, the timing of the IPO could not be better, as the copper price is red hot, soaring recently to 10-year highs of more than $4 a pound. And while the listed mining market here is long in gold, nickel, lithium, iron ore and coal stocks, it's very short of copper stocks. Falling grades and a lack of new projects at a time when copper's central role in the electrification of everything is behind the metal spectacular rise, augurs well for Mount Chalmers' future in the modern era. So Q Mines is set to be a welcome addition to the local mining scene for those investors looking to take part in a growth story around the red metal. Funds from the IPO are earmarked for an aggressive extensional and exploration program at Mount Chalmers, plus Q Mines' other three key projects. Provisionally, at least, the code will be QML, or Quebec Mike Lima. With that, I'll say good day to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to the podcast and thanks for your time today. Hi, Barry. Thanks for having me. Great. And always a good idea, I think, if we uh, get to know the people behind uh, a company, particularly a new company, although with you, uh, um, many investors will know uh, know you from your time at Alt Resources, the uh, WA Gold Group taken over last year for $40 million by private equity interests. Still, if you could give us a bit of a fuller back, uh, background on yourself and maybe some of the, your key personnel and what led to the formation of QMines. Yeah, thanks, Barry. Look, I've got, a, I suppose, a corporate and capital markets background. Um, uh, before uh, starting with, with Alt, I ran a, um, uh, or was a director of a listed company called Alt Resources Limited, um, which, uh, which owned the, the Bottle Creek Gold Mine in Western Australia. And over the period of about you know, two and a half years, we... Um, uh, we, we basically drilled about 40,000 metres at Bottle Creek. We, uh, we published a maiden, a Jork 2012 compliant resource of just under 600,000 ounces of gold and 4.5 million ounces of silver. Um, we, we also published a maiden reserve statement and a PFS uh, all within a very short period of time before selling it to a large uh, private equity group. Uh, at a significant, you know, premium um, and and a premium that, that added a lot of value for our shareholders. So, um, so yeah, so that that was a really great experience, and and it's it's no secret that a lot of those same shareholders have followed us into Q Mines today. 
Um, but but before all, I um, I ran a, a resources fund um, which was based out of the UK that invested uh, you know about three hundred million dollars into uh, a number of you know small mid cap resource opportunities, largely mm-hmm. Australia. And so uh, I, I ran their their fund, set up their Australian office um, in start of two thousand fourteen, and ran it for four to five years, and and so had a you know great experience investing in a lot of um, you know small mid cap resources companies. So so really for the last fifteen years, I've I've been exclusively in resources, um, you know both as a fund manager, uh, as a as a broker, and and more recently as a as a listed company director. Uh, so I'm heading up, um, you know, Q Mines as the the, the baby face chairman, I might say. So I've, mm-hmm. I'm still, it, despite uh, you know having you know 15 or 16 years experience, I was still uh, very lucky to have a, a bit of a baby face, which I often get uh, a bit of grief uh, for my years <laughs> over. But uh, but look, really excited about um, you know the opportunity at Q Mines. I think it's uh, I think we're going to generate a lot lot of value for our shareholders. Right. Okay. Um, good deep background there. Um, Obviously, knowing a lot of levers that make for a successful uh, uh, mining company on the ASX. Now, tell us about the IPO, the amount sought, and what the capital base will look like on the company joining the stock exchange lists. Yeah, so so we're planning an IPO, uh, you know, to kick off reasonably soon. We're, um, uh, you know, we're, we're planning to raise a minimum of ten million dollars. Uh, we've got a, a large broker uh, in Australia that's uh, that's heading that up, and uh, and and you know at, at this point we've got some some really nice demand for the uh, for the offering. Uh, we've we've just uh, lodged our our prospectus, and uh, and so we're just formally going live uh, as we speak, and uh, and we're we're seeking to raise, as I say, a minimum of ten million dollars at a at a share price of thirty cents, up to a maximum of twenty million dollars. And, and largely, as you said in the intro, the, the funds will go towards, you know, growing this resource base uh, at, uh, at Mount Chalmers. So we've already got um, you know, a very good start in just under 4 million tonnes. Uh, and I like to talk in gold equivalent terms because I think it's a lot easier for people to understand. But uh, at a, it's roughly about 2.5 um, you know, grams gold equivalent, mm-hmm. which is open, open pitable. But, um, you know... We, we, we think we can we can at least double that shortly after listing and so we're uh, uh, and we've, we've, we think we've de-risked that path by um, you know uh, by publishing a number of expiration targets which we'll go through later in the in the chat uh, so a lot of the funds are going to go towards you know expiration and development at, at Mount Chalmers but we do also have um, three other projects down south um, which which we'd like to uh, like to progress so um, so yeah quite an exciting uh, quite an exciting journey ahead Okay. Uh, we'll get on to those other projects in a moment, but uh, Mount Chalmers itself, uh, it's a bit of a snapshot of its history. Yeah, okay. So um, you mentioned before that uh, it's seen, you know, a fair bit of uh, um, historic production. So it was mined uh, between 1980 and 1982 was the most recent mining, uh, open pit by a company called Geopico. Uh, that uh, that famous mine, name, yeah. yeah, that's right. Very, uh, very well-known Australian explorers, uh, and um, you know, did did a great job up at Mount Chalmers. They they mined two loads up at uh, Mount Chalmers: the north load and the west load. And a lot of that ore was carted down to a nearby um, processing facility at a, at a, a very well-known mine in Queensland called Mount Morgan's, um, which produced you know a little over eight million ounces uh, of gold and four hundred thousand tons of copper. Um, yeah, so interestingly, Mount Morgan's was actually another, you know, um, high high gold grade BMS deposit, very similar to uh, to Mount Chalmers, 
Um, so, yeah, so, you know, it's got some exciting history. Uh, but I think the most important point and the thing that really attracted us to the asset was the the grade of the, the historic production, which was uh, a little over eight, eight grams per tonne gold equivalent. So, mm. so we're, you know, we're, we're quite excited about, you know, um, starting our exploration plans because um, we think we can, uh, you know, we, we're hopeful that we can discover a fair bit more and add, add to that resource. So, mm. uh, this, uh, Just going off uh, on a tangent here, one of the benefits, of course, of reviving old mines uh, like this is that uh, there's modern-day environmental benefits. Is there much you can say about that at this point? Yeah, no, good point. Um, you know, I mentioned that the, the history, a lot of our ore was produced down at Mount Morgan, so, um, so we're... We're fortunate that um, you know a lot of the production occurred off. Mm-hmm. Not not all, but certainly uh, the major uh, a lot of the production. So, so I think it's fair to say that we you know we don't have a, a lot of those environmental issues that a lot of um, you know other historic mines have um, you know in Australia or other parts of the world. So um, you know, and and obviously we uh, you know being new to the area want to want to really show that um, we're good corporate citizens. So. Uh, the environmental side of things is really at the forefront of our minds as we as we start to um, you know grow this this resource and 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 hopefully get to uh, to a development phase. So um, yeah, so it's whilst it's seen historic production, um, you know we we don't have um, you know a lot of those legacy issues which is right. Mm. But one of the benefits we do have from the historic production is is a lot of infrastructure, um, you know, which which we've got in spades. So there's a lot of sunk capital out here, which is which is fantastic. So, um, which certainly helps us as we move towards development. Uh, uh, being so close to uh, Rockhampton, uh, you wouldn't be too far off. There's a, a rail line that runs pretty close by, and a, what you'd be what 50, 60 kilometres from the port of Gladstone. Yeah, we're, we're 60 k's from Gladstone, which is uh, a lot of people would know is the, the fourth largest port by um, resource tonnage in the world. Uh, you know, obviously has a, a large coal, um, a lot of coal is exported out of Gladstone and oil and gas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, you know, this is one of the benefits of being in Queensland. There's, you know, you, you mentioned rail lines. There was a, a former rail spur that went right to the, um, the Mount Chalmers mine site that, that transported ore down to, uh, down to you know, uh, Mount Morgan's. Uh, but you know a lot of that since been removed. But there is a railway line that moves through uh, Rockhampton down to Gladstone, um, which is only you know Rockhampton's only 17 kilometres away. So, uh, and we're fortunate that you know we've got power to the front gate of the mine, uh, mains power. We've got potable water. We've got you know a lot of the the infrastructure from the the historic mining cycles. So uh, we're in a great uh, you know great. Uh, uh, I suppose we've got a great head start. I suppose um, you know, mm-hmm. trying to develop a, another you know copper and gold mine. Mm-hmm. So, how quickly do you intend uh, hitting the ground with the drill bit? Yeah, um, I, I, you'll see in our prospectus that we disclose that we started drilling uh, earlier in the uh, uh, early in the quarter. So, um, so we've started off with a, uh, a diamond drilling program uh, of about fourteen hundred meters. And uh, and a lot of people actually have been asking why why do you start with diamond? Um, and you know it's it's probably the best way to describe it is I think that if you look back at the history with with alt resources which we sold last year, you know we we ran a strategy of you know I suppose it, it's better to say a dual track strategy where we ran the development in in uh, you know alongside the exploration and the resource growth um, side of the business so. So we, we really want to start with the end in mind. We think 
you know, from the, the, the large amount of technical work we've done on the asset, we think we've got something, uh, you know, quite exciting here that, that has development potential. So, um, you know, so we're very keen to, to start to progress, you know, uh, the, um, you know, the development side of the business as well as uh, whilst we're growing the resource. And, and that's what I suppose allowed us to, um, you know, progress the, the Bottle Creek gold mine um, as quick as we did uh, with alts. So, Mm. Yeah, so um, so so we're drilling at the moment. As I say, we've got about ten holes for fourteen hundred meters, and uh, we hope to have them out shortly. Uh, shortly after listing, right? Um, and this diamond drilling program, uh, are you taking it beyond depths drilled by uh, previous explorers for operators? Yeah, uh, when you look at the historic, um, you know, exploration, there was just under fifty thousand meters of. Uh, of you know, drilling that we can find, both diamond and, and RC. And the average depth was about 68 metres. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the initial drilling program, the diamond program, we're, we're planning to drill down as deep as about 120 metres, which, you know, under certain circumstances, we still, you know, believe has potential to be open, open pitable. Um, so, so we're going to not only extend um, the drilling down to greater depths, but we're also going to look, um, or, you know, uh, drill up and down strike um, where we've got a number of historic holes that uh, that show that um, this this mineralisation is open in a number of directions, and so um, yeah, we're quite excited to see those results. Right. Now I think uh, we all know that VMS uh, deposits tend to occur in clusters. What's the what's the situation at Mount Charm? Are they nearby undrilled or nearby partially mined uh, deposits? Yeah, good, good question. You know a bit of geology. Good to, good to hear. So, um, yeah. yeah. No, you spot on. So they typically occur, occur in clusters of somewhere between sort of 5 and 40. Um, we've currently got one of those, um, you know, um, deposits under resource. Uh, we've got uh, three, actually, that have already been drilled, which we've converted to JORC-compliant exploration targets. And a lot of people don't actually realise that uh, the JORC 2012 code actually allows for exploration targets. And that effectively means they've already been drilled, they've already been modelled. We, we, you know, we have a good idea of the tonnes and a good idea of the grade, but we just need to work on the, um, the quality control, uh, the, the QAQC, which is often um, called in the, in the industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to ensure we've got you know, strong confidence level in, in that historic um, you know, information. So... So what that effectively means for the layman is that we've just got to go back and do some a small amount of uh, um, confirmatory drilling, uh, which which will allow us to bring those exploration targets into resource. So, and and that's really quite exciting because it, it allows new investors, um, you know, more of a de-risked you know path to that resource growth that um, that a lot of you know um, s- smaller explorers and developers uh, are seeking to achieve. So. Something we put a lot of work into to try and, um, you know, uh, add value for our shareholders shortly after listing. So, mm, okay. Now, um, Silverwood, Waru, and Harry's Range are the three other key projects in the prospectus. Uh, that they are in addition to these other VMS targets, are they? Or yeah, they are. So um, the, the other three projects that you mentioned uh, are further south. They're about three uh, three hours um, west of Brisbane. Uh, just near, near Stanthorpe and Warwick, All right. and and those three projects are what I'd call uh, more exploration projects, whereas Mount Chalmers I'd consider to be more a brownfields historic mining you know project, and so they're, they're not going to get um, as much attention as Mount Chalmers initially, um, but 
certainly are um, quite exciting in their own right. Um, you know, Silverwood had um, you know some historic drilling by the Queensland Department uh, back in the 1970s and had some you know I think it's fair to say some really nice wide um, base metals intersections that have never been followed up, which we're excited to to go and um, explore further. Uh, Harry's Range is a is a you know um, is a is a gold uh, play with that's seen you know uh, modest um, uh, historic production, but there are a number of small scale you know um, historic I, I think it's fair to say bonanza mines and a lot of alluvial production, which um, certainly warrants uh, more further investigation. And our Wuru project is also another historic um, you know mining asset that uh, saw copper and gold production. Um, you know, in the past that, um, you know, we believe uh, has potential, um, you know, to, to make new discoveries and, and certainly add to, add, to, um, add to resource or add a resource. So, um, so we've got a number of projects that, um, you know, provide new shareholders with leverage for not only the, the, the copper space but also, also gold. So, um, so we're quite excited to kick off. Yeah, it's interesting if these projects, particularly Mount Chalmers and some of the other ones there, if they were in WA, the industry would have been all over them in the last 10, 15 years. What is it about this part of Queensland? Have you played some sort of consolidation role up there, have you? Yeah, no, good question. It's it's no secret that this is a really focused um, strategy here. It's about Queensland. It's about copper and gold. And we've really tried to focus on, you know, historic mines or, or you know, assets that we think... Um, you know, we can we can add value to quite quickly. Mm. Um, you know, Queensland has uh, a number of you know key advantages. Um, you know, it's it hasn't seen the, you know the, the same amount of uh, exploration that you would have seen in, in WA uh, through this uh, recent cycle. Um, uh, you know, and if you look at you know just looking at copper particularly, um, you know Queensland. If you strip out Olympic Dam out of South Australia's production, which I think is fair to say is a, a heavily an outlier. Uh, represents about 80% of um, sorry South Australia's production. Queensland is by far and away the largest you know copper producing state in Australia. Mm. You know it represents just over 30% of Australia's total copper production. Um, you know geographically very close to Asia. Significant uh, infrastructure with all the ports and rail and and um, um, you know processing facilities. There's, there's 13 tier one you know um, copper mines you know in the region. It really is the place to be to find copper and and I think as you alluded to at the start with the question you know there there is um, I, I think there is a, a real advantage being in Queensland because it hasn't got the historic attention that say WA's got. So um, so I think that puts us in a really good position to really focus on Queensland, focus on you know copper and, and gold deposits. Um, that are close to infrastructure and and um, you know um, and add, add value for shareholders. So uh, it's a great part of the world to be in. Okay. Um, at the minimum subscription of ten million, what would the market cap roughly be? Okay, it would be roughly uh, about uh, thirty million bucks, uh, about a twenty, just over twenty million enterprise value. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, ten million we're we're looking to uh, is is the minimum subscription that we're looking to raise. Um, Importantly, you know, we've tried to set up the capital structure so that, um, you know, there is a very small amount of free float, uh, uh, or, or I think a better way to describe it would be a, a tight capital structure right. uh, listing in, and that's something that you know I've sort of I suppose um, you know specialised in on a number of the deals that I've um, put together over the years, and mm-hmm. uh, and we think if we can get some you know good news flow into a um, a structure with that sort of architecture that um, 
that you know there's there's good chance that it should perform well post listing. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, just over a thirty million market cap. So I think it's very well priced when you consider the resource, um, and also when you consider the fact that there really isn't you know many ways to play to play copper on the ASX. Um, no, it's uh, you know a straight up exposure. People, the go-to stock is Oz Minerals or Samphire. Yeah. And outside of that, well, you can buy BHP, but you're getting a lot of other things. But for your pure place, uh, very little out there at all. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, obviously, being a former fund manager and, and analyst, I, I look at these, you know, the, the, the markets and the comps really closely. And, you know, there's there's just over 600 mining stocks in the ASX. And um, where you see hundreds and hundreds of those are gold or have exposure to gold. Mm. Certainly, the majority of those stocks have exposure to gold, but there's only, you know, at any given time, um, right now, there's only a, uh, just under, um, I think, it's, a, it's just under forty, um, you know, small cap uh, explorers and developers uh, on the on the ASX. Uh, and if you if you sort of peel back the onion further, you know, there's really only four, um, you know, they're in Australia. So you know, so so it's no secret that we've we've sort of you know, part of our stated strategy is to move from an advanced explorer into that development, um, uh, I suppose, um, uh, stage. Because mm. we think it'll, it'll, you know, it'll really stand us in good stead, um, given the fact that there's this real scarcity of, of quality Australian-based, um, you know, copper developers. So, um, so I think that'll, that'll really, um, you know, allow us to add a lot more value for our shareholders if we can get there. Yeah, okay. Um, so in terms of a timetable, when should uh, post the uh, listing? Uh, what's the flow of results likely to be, you think? Yeah, so we, we, I mentioned earlier in the conversation that we've, we've started our diamond drilling program uh, and we did that deliberately so that, um, you know, we'd, we'd have some good news flow shortly after listing. Uh, we also, um, you know, have, have a number of other exploration plans, uh, including, you know, um, flying some, we would like to fly a VTEM survey um, over, over the asset, and uh, and sh- and shortly after listing, we'd like to you know kick off with our, a second rig, being an RC rig, uh, to start really chasing uh, you know the growth of that resource. Um, you know, there's 12 uh, high priority targets uh, that we'd like to to um, you know to um, to test um, you know reasonably quickly. A lot of those are already defined, you know, by historic drilling. So um, you know, so we're we're, we're quite excited to uh, to you know, get stuck into that. But also I think there'll be lots of news flow as we as we um, start those exploration plans. Okay. All right, folks, there we have it. A um, exciting new addition to the ASX in uh, in the copper space and gold, of course, and in a, an area that often gets overlooked, uh, central Queensland, Queensland's uh, mining uh, base metals uh, and gold area. And we've had a fantastic summary there from Andrew Babyface Spark. So, Andrew, thanks for your time today. Much appreciated. Thanks, Barry. Enjoyed the chat.